So we did one podcast from the Craft Brew Summit in Sacramento, and we figured since there's a gazillion stouts here, we should probably break it up and do two. So this is part two of that podcast. Thanks for joining us. All right, now I got to stop here. Well, not only because the name's cool, Claim State Brewing Company out of Rancho Cordova, California, which is just up the road from Sacramento. But I happened to look at the menu here, and it says Mint Chip Imperial Milkshake Sweet Stout. I can't pass that up. We have Alex Radinoff here, who just poured me a little bit. Alex, tell me about this beer. This is an Imperial Mint Chocolate Chip Milkshake Stout uh, that we added 100 pounds of mint chocolate chips to. Uh, we used 200 pounds of lactose, uh, and we basically fed it a monster yeast strain, kept it going for, uh, it was about a four to six hour boil on about the hottest day in August as well. Uh, yeah, to boil 11 barrels down to about eight. And yeah, we got it in at 16.5%. If it was final gravity was zero, it would go to 25% alcohol. This, what an interesting taste. So why mint chocolate chip? Somebody just like ice cream? The brewer, Brian, the head brewer, uh, his son, Gray, uh, came up with the idea and told his dad to make a mint chocolate chip milkshake for him. Uh, we're actually saving a, a sixth uh, for 13 years until this eight-year-old son of his turns 21. It might be sludge and ethanol at that point. Well, you can always put it in his car yeah. when he goes off to college. <laughs> wow, so what, what kind of difficulties or what kind of unique um, processes had, did you have to go through in order to make this? Uh, a lot of patience. Uh, boiling forever on a hot day is never easy. Uh, when you're sitting there and just kind of waiting for everything to kind of condense. Uh, watching what it was turning into and how sweet it was and, and I mean still kind of is but nonetheless we, we were able to dry it out to a bit more than we were expecting to which I think is uh, it's kind of a victory in and of itself I think he's right Alex Radinoff with Claim State Brewing Company where is your product available we're in uh, Ranch Cordova uh, we're off of Sunrise uh, off the 50 off Sunrise and then uh, in Monier Circle uh, are we available in stores? Are we canning yet? Yeah, not too much. Every once in a while, a Capital Beer and Tap Room and places like that. Um, and we are actually also doing uh, crawler fills of uh, Old Man McGray if you, if you need 32 ounces of 16.5%. Alex Rodnow, Flame Steak, the Mint Chip Imperial Milkshake Sweet Stout. You know, if nothing else, congratulations for trying. Hey. Really, really awesome and delightful. Thank you very much. All right, now I love mint chocolate chip ice cream more than just about life itself. So I'm expecting some some serious mint chocolate chip in this. It's sweet. There's that chocolatey. I mean, you knowing what it's supposed to be, I mean, it's definitely sweet. It's really sweet. It has a little bit of a dry finish. But, you know, if you're, if you're not a big fan of sweet, well, then you're probably not going to pick up a stout that says it's going to make you think of ice cream. You know, I got to give them just all the credit in the world for trying what they did. And I think they succeeded admirably enough in order to get a good rating. Uh, Claim State Brewing Company in Rancho Cordova, uh, very nice folks uh, just outside of Sacramento. Uh, mint chocolate chip. Who would have thought? help the other flavors pop. And uh, we love it. Want a little splash? Yeah, a little splash. Yeah, a little splash. A little splash is what it's all about. 
That's Bob Wagner. He's here to sell stuff, and he's doing a great job of it. We are at the Hen House Brewing Company from Santa Rosa, and he's going to pour me a little bit of Oyster Stout. All right, tell me about the Oyster Stout. The Oyster Stout is one of the two beers that built our brewery. Uh, we brew this one year round. We make it with whole Hog Island oysters that we get from Hog Island Oyster Company in Marin, about 45 minutes south of us. That's in Tamales Bay. The oysters aren't in there to drive flavor. They're providing some background minerality and salinity that help the other flavors pop. We use whole oysters. They go right into the boil and they do not come back out. That calcium carbonate is gonna work its way into the beer that we're brewing, the wort that, that is a boiling in there. We're really proud of it. A little dash of sea salt, and now we brew it with 100% Admiral malt using all California-grown barley and malted in Alameda. Yeah. All right, she's gonna get some, I think, right now. Yeah. Please get the oyster stout. Now, I was under the impression that oysters were basically the one of the most worthless foods in the history of food, and here you are proving me wrong. Yeah. Who came up with the idea to put oysters in beer? No one knows who came up with the idea of putting oysters in beer. It goes all the way back to the docks of London in the 1700s Industrial Revolution. You had a lot of uh, poor folks working in those areas. That was a time where rich people did not like ocean food. That was uh, garbage uh, for poor people. Uh, things have changed, but back then in bars on the docks, you would have a lot of free seafood. People couldn't get uh, anyone to make them crackers. That was for the aristocracy. Please, fill orders as you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. do that. Sorry. Cut over to and it's great. Thank you. We're going to put in that class for you. I want something good. Yeah, oyster stout. <laughs> incredible pale ale. Oyster stout. Yeah, the incredible pale ale. Says a man in a bright orange shirt and a funny hat. Of course he went for the IPA first. So uh, a little bit just about the IBUs and the alcohol. Yeah, 4.8%. I believe it's clocking around 20 IBUs, maybe 25. We hit it with a dash of CTZ hops in the boil, and then that's it for isomerized hop alpha acid. Where is it available? And please take her order. It is. I can get whatever you'd like. The Oyster Stout is available in both of our tasting rooms in Petaluma and Santa Rosa, and then on draft and in cans all over the San Francisco Bay Area. That's Bob Wagner. He's with Hen House Brewing Company in Sonoma County, Sonoma County. California. Thank yeah. you, sir, for your time. Appreciate Thank you it. so much for uh, loving stouts. Have you tried Fundamental Observation from Bottle Logic? I haven't got down that far yet. Oh my God, get it. All right. All right, so it took a little bit, but we found another one. 5050 Brewing Company out of Truckee. And in front of me is Karina Mohan, who's one of the brewers. Tell me about what I'm just about to put in my mouth. Uh, you're drinking our Vanilla Eclipse. It's a yearly release that we do, uh, part of our barrel aging program. Um, we usually release between, you know, 13 to 17 variants of this base beer in different types of barrels, different blends. Um, it's a really great experience and an opportunity for the brewers to get creative with it. Um, yeah. What are some of the other varieties? Um, well, this year we're doing like a, a nut bun, a cinnamon nut bun. Uh, a mocha nut, like a mocha coconut. It's kind of just whatever we we feel will uh, sell well. Anything, uh, yeah. It's we whatever strikes you at the time. Yeah, <laughs> we ha we have meetings where we sit down and we talk about what we like and kind of brainstorm. It's a really good opportunity to just kind of collaborate throughout the company. Uh, Don't run into any female brewers. I think you're the first out of the more than a dozen podcasts. How did you get into this racket? Uh, 
I, I was a home brewer before I was a professional brewer, uh, studying economics, and home brewing was the only time that I really felt like at home and comfortable. And I decided it was just something I wanted to pursue professionally. So there are a few of us female brewers out there, and we, when we meet, meet each other, we, uh, I don't know, instantly kind of click. It's not something that you see in the industry that much, but I think uh, it's definitely going to change in the next five, ten years. I mean, it's all about taste, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a prejudice. I think it's intimidating to get into a male-dominated industry, but that's changing. Um, I, I don't see there as being, don't see too much prejudice. I, definitely the breweries I've worked for, everybody's been super inviting. Uh, but, I don't know, I think the, the state of the industry is definitely changing. So what's your next invention? I think pastry stouts are really taking off. It's not something that uh, I'm, de I'm definitely not going to like limit up what we do. Uh, cinnamon swirl or what? Uh, cinnamon nut bun, uh, mocha coconut, German chocolate cake. I, Sounds I, delicious. I really like the, the pepper inspired stouts, uh, Mexican chocolate, like anything goes really. And it's a really exciting time because people aren't going to be turned off by you know, a Poblano stout. I mean, some people will, but it's just, you know, the world is kind of our oyster. All right, that's Karina Moen from 5050 Brewing Company out of Truckee. Thank you so much for the time. Oh, no problem. Nice to meet you. All right, so you all know my lack of affinity for vanilla stouts. That's it. This one, this one's different. This one starts off with less of that vanilla taste and goes more towards the finish so you kind of have that sweetness but it's also kind of that marshmallowy they didn't overdo it but if you like vanilla they didn't underdo it for vanilla i'd have to say this is probably a very good stout we're at the benoit casper brewing company we've got tim claire the head brewer and chad casper co-founder so tell me about this little bit of goodness, uh, the stout that we're about to taste. You were drinking export stout, so that's a what, 8.7 percent. 8.7, yeah. Um, so basically, it's it's not qu it's not quite an imperial stout, but it's just right on the cusp. We want to brew a little uh, stronger stout for the season, turning into fall. Um, we're a little ahead of the game here in the summer, but it's a uh, it's, it's a very good base beer to do some fun things with. We're a small brewery, so we get to experiment. On this beer style, we'll actually, some versions of this will add coffee to. So we'll make a coffee stout version of this. Um, we'll usually use uh, fresh whole beans and um, basically soak the beer on the beans for 24 hours and then keg that. We can do a version of that. We also do a barrel aged version, bourbon barrel aged version of the same beer. So it's kind of a, a cool style to, to expand off of. And, um, you know, I, I think all year round, stouts are enjoyable beer to, to a certain segment of people. I totally agree. Now, before I wasn't able to hear my own pulse in my head. Is that the beer? Or, oh, that's the music. Never mind. All that's right. the beat. You're the thick beats. <laughs> We're down, right? Yeah. yeah. So, tell me about making this beer. So, I do like it when we get to brew the stout. Um, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of roasted grain, um, a lot of roasted barley. 
Hops, hops aren't the big yeah. forward uh, player in this beer. It's basically the roastedness. So you get the coffee, you get the burnt coffee notes out of it because they're taking a roasted malt. So most all beers start with a base malt, right? It's like a Pilsner malt or a pale malt. We take that malt and then we also augment and add, what do we add, like a Carafa two or three, Carafa, which is a darker yeah. roasted malt. So think about it like if you're equating it to coffee, right? When you roast coffee, the darker you roast, the, the, the darker or the most more richer the coffee is going to taste. And that's the same with beer. So stouts are essentially, you know, hops to sit in the background. The grain takes a, a, a lead role and it's usually the darker roast, but it doesn't take much of a darker grain to make this beer dark. So we might take only 10% of the grist, which is our, 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 our malt. And 10% of that will be a really dark roasted malt. And the other 90% will be a light malt, but that'll be enough to give it that dark color and flavor. You get some bitterness, a little stringency out of it. So most people that gravitate towards stouts are coffee drinkers, right? They got that bitter, they like that bitter palate. They like roasted notes to it, so. So I, I actually gave this beer to someone today and I told them about the coffee version that we do and he thought it was the coffee version. He's like, oh, I really like the roasted coffee coming out of this. And I'm like, oh, that's actually not the coffee version. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's so a lot of similarities. So it's like, wait, that one's way more intense than this. Oh yeah, like yeah. it's yeah. coffee in your it's face. It's not overly, yeah. overly powering, but it's definitely like, it's a, it's a coffee beer, yeah. obviously, yeah. yeah. So if you don't like coffee, you wouldn't like it. But most, I, I would say most people like I would take short stouts would also like coffee or like say darker. Where is it available? Um, so right now we're a pretty small brewery. Um, most of our beers are sold just in house at our brewery in Richmond. Um, we do have a, a, a lot of accounts. They start out in the East Bay and they go as far as San Jose. We're not quite out in Sacramento yet, but we may we may pepper some some bars and restaurants out in this area. Um, like I said, we're a pretty small brewery trying to make a, a, a local impact of, of our beer. So most of the time you got to come to the tasting room for this. We do a, a coffee and a barrel-aged stout version in bottles that you only can get at a brewery. Um, once in a while you'll see these show up at uh, restaurants and bars. So you can go to our website, uh, www.bcbrewing.com. You can find us on Google. Um, come visit us. We're open Thursdays through Sundays uh, for our tasting room. And um, if you happen to see us out and about in a, in a brewery or, or, or a restaurant, you know, try us out. We're, we're a small brewery trying to make a, a footprint out here in the big beer scene. Fantastic. And that's uh, Tim Clare and Chad Casper from Benoit Casper Brewing out of Richmond. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Cheers. <laughs> All, right. All right. So now i got to go talk about you guys, and then I'll be back. Okay. All right. So if you like coffee, this really is really well balanced. It's sweet, but it has coffee all over it. And if you want more coffee, well then it's available. But if you want a simple coffee style without being hit over the head with it, I gotta say this is, this I think would qualify as a very good, very balanced style. So nicely done, the Benoit Casper Brewing Company out of Richmond. We're with Chris Coomer of East Brother Beer Company in Richmond, California. We have an oatmeal stout. I think this is the first oatmeal stout I've run across here. Yes. So Andy, nicely done. Tell me you. about the beer. Our oatmeal stout is one of our most important beers. We're in Richmond, California, and we have a bunch of beers, but our oatmeal stout is kind of one of our foundation beers. It's the beer we believe in. It is 
all English ingredients, English recipe, and it's a kind of a crisper, I don't want to say lay, it's about a 5% ABV beer, and it's a drinkable stout that has a, a chocolate tobacco-y flavor, but also has a, bit, a bit of an oatmeal character, which is, we hope, lends a bit of silkiness to its taste and aftertaste. And it's a, it's a very drinkable beer. We're hoping that somebody can have a pint of this and order another pint. It's not a Russian Imperial Stout. It's not a big, heavy stout. It's a lighter, crisper stout. It's not quite as light and crisp as a Guinness Stout, which is more of a three-point-something ABV. Uh, and they have a, a wonderful product in that area. But ours is kind of between the Guinness and the kind of the bigger, bolder stouts. You managed to make it uh, crisp and clean. It doesn't have that tongue scraping aftertaste mouth thing going on. How do you do that? How do you make it? How do you make an oatmeal nice and clean and, and finishing nicely? It's about the fermentation. It's not about the recipe. It's about the fermentation. It's about the temperature of the fermentation and the duration of the fermentation and how well we can do in making our beer, the entire batch, respond to this, a similar uh, temperature range. So to me, that's what it's all about. It's about fermentation. We use all English ingredients, all Thomas Fawcett malts, which we really believe in Thomas Fawcett malts. They've been in business for 350 years and they know what they're doing. And we use ESB yeast, so English English style yeast. That's an ESB strain, and we're very very comfortable with that. Where is it available? Well, we brew it in Richmond, California, and it's available in a multitude of different uh, grocery stores and bars and restaurants in the East Bay and San Francisco and North Bay area. Okay. That's Chris Coomber with East Brother Beer Company with the Oatmeal Stout. Nicely done, sir. Thank you for your time. I've got to say, this is, without a doubt, I can't think of an Oatmeal Stout I've had that had a better mouthfeel. It doesn't have that horrible tongue-scraping thing going on. For that, it's beautiful. The aftertaste isn't there. It's, it's an Oatmeal Stout, but it's, this is an excellent beer. I got to give this an excellent grade. Man, so hats off to East Brother Beer Company. And the owner right here might be a Dodgers fan, but don't tell anybody. So we're with Louis Cielo from Del Cielo Brewing Company out of Martinez, California. And we have a stout here. Tell me about this beer. So we use our stout, uh, um, which is our foreign extra stout. Um, and then what we do is we infuse our beer uh, with peanut butter, which is provide that that well balance between the peanut butter and the dark, the dark malt of the of the stout. For this beer, we normally increase the IBUs on of the stout and reduce the roastiness uh, that we use for the drinks. So again, like to provide that well balance between the sweetness and the IBUs of the beer. Okay. Um, what were you what was your goal um were you going for uh, any particular i mean did you have a, a beer in mind that you were trying to emulate or did you have a kind of a taste in mind or were you just kind of trying to see what you were going to come up with that you liked uh, we were looking for something fun to do with, with our with a base stout 
uh, which is uh, which is a smooth ride, and then we just infuse it with the peanut butter just to have that, you know, that that face on the on the person when they take a smell or when they taste it. It's like wow, this is different, you know. So is that the logo, and are we available in bottles and cans? Uh, we are now the, at the taproom only. Okay. Uh, we do self-distribution on kegs, uh, but we're going to start canning in the next couple of months. Yeah. And this is our logo. All right, fantastic. Luis Castro from Del Cielo Brewing Company. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All right. So it's a peanut butter stout, and it is definitely one of the problems with some of the peanut butter stouts is that they're just too sweet. And so I like this one for the fact that it's not too sweet. It's it's much more toned down in that department. So you kind of get some of the other flavors that are involved in it. That said, again, I'm not a huge peanut butter fan, but for a peanut butter stout, which this is, and what they're promising, I've got to give it a good, maybe even a very good, because I kind of like what they did with toning down the sweetness. That said, it also has kind of an aftertaste that is bitter and long-lasting. So, yeah, I'd give it a, I'd give it a good. I'd give it, I'd give it a good. It's definitely a good effort. Oh my God, I love your hair. Thank you. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Really, I, have, I covered it up in a hat, hoping nobody would see this. I have our World Beer Cup uh, Winnie Stout, and then I have Lucky Blue, which is Belgian. Can I do like a tiny bit of the stout? Yeah, of course. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a big beer for the end of the I would offer you guys, we picked our beer so fucking yeah. fast. I know, I, I went by and I was like, Hey, Elena, can I have can I have about a thumb of that too? Yeah, of course. And then um, I need to throw some questions at you. Well, I will do my best to answer questions. I'm the operations manager at Strike. So. Fantastic. So, what are we looking at? We have a big wall Imperial Stout. What can you tell me about it? Um, it is well. It's a World Beer Cup winning stout. Um, we won gold in the foreign export stout category in 2018. It has a lot of like coffee character, a lot of that dark chocolate, roasty flavor. It is a very smooth, full-bodied stout, so it has almost a creaminess that you get from nitro, but it's not on nitro. Uh, where are you guys available? We are in San Jose, California. We have a tap room in San Jose off of 10th Street in between the fairgrounds and uh, the San Jose Giant Stadium area and then um, we're also available we distribute throughout the bay area if you go to strikebrewingco.com find us it will show where we're distributed okay she's uh elena mills, elena mills. i'm the operations director at strike fantastic i'm not sure if i introduced you first but if as long as we introduce you at some point then everybody knows who you are and then yeah. nobody is confused <laughs> strike brewing company thank you for your time thank we appreciate you. it all right so this is the big wall imperial stout and it is definitely a big wall of Really bitterness. I, I know an imperial stout's supposed to have some oomph to it, but it's got kind of a, it's kind of boozy. It's got some coffee, but it's it's as balance go. There's a lot to it, but wow, I really do not like the taste of this beer. I I've got a I, I don't know if it's an incomplete or. A fair, maybe. I think fair is probably a, a decent, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a not a fan of that beer. But the people are very nice, and we appreciate that, and we wish them all the best. So, oh, this is my jam, and we're gonna try to end this podcast with something that's 
Well, not with the last one we had is. So we're going to have the Pine and Palm Brewing out of Fresno. Fresno. We're going to have their stout, Jason Hatwig, is going to pour me a little bit. He's going to tell us about this beer. All right, so what we have here is a 10.1% stout, barrel aged for about 90 days, wild turkey barrels, a little bourbon, beautiful stout, you're going to get a lot more brown sugar notes, uh, as, as far as the SRM, everything, you're, you're pretty dark there, but not overly dark, not muddy, uh, we want it to be a fresh, we want it to be enjoyable, um, beautiful stout, one of my favorites uh, that we work with. Uh, what was the uh, intent when you started? Were you going for this? Were you just trying to see what happened? Absolutely. Did, did so we had we had a first anniversary that was very similar. Some minor tweaks there, of course, until uh, we got to the second anniversary, which is uh, which is this. Yeah. So where are you guys available? We are available at Pine and Palm Fresno on tap. We have crawlers, so anybody comes in in person, ready to crawler up that. We have bottles as well, wax dip every year. This stout will come out. A, a lot of first, a lot of new breweries here. A lot of you know they're still available at the tap room, but not yet in stores. What's what's it going to take to make that jump? Oh, long-term plan. Dollars, of course. All right, we all have our day jobs. Whether it's uh, working in an insurance company or civil engineering, we have day jobs until uh, the the market demands. Then we will uh, make that jump. All right, Jason Hatwig with Pine and Palm. Brewing, thank you, sir, for your time. We appreciate it. Nice to meet you. All right, so they just gave the announcement that this thing is about over. The crowd is singing at full throat because many of them are hammered. This is a very nice beer. It's well balanced. It delivers on the back end the alcohol factor that you're expecting. Got a little bit of bitterness, but it certainly is not as bitter as some of the other ones. It's got an aftertaste, which I'm not crazy about. And for that reason, and that reason alone, I'm probably gonna end up giving this a good to very good. I'd say somewhere in the, on the, on the side of good, but definitely a, a fine product. Um, if they could they could cure the aftertaste problem, I think that would bump it up to very good. But if you don't mind a little bit of bitterness at the end, then this will be a good one for you, Pine and Palm Brewing. So we're gonna let the dulcet tones of the 1990s carry us out of this stout cast. I want to thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time.